Hi, this is Fabi Pressler, author of Fabulous F-Words of Business Ownership, and you're listening to My Quest for the Best. Have you heard some authors say that they were publishing a book to help build a platform and you wondered what the heck they meant, but didn't have a chance to ask? Well, Fabi Pressler, author of Fabulous F-Words of Business Ownership, is not only an author, but she runs a boutique publishing company that helps business owners do just that, use a book to build a platform. It's a worthwhile and effective way to stand out from the crowd, so long as you set that as one of your key objectives and have someone savvy like Baby in your corner. Listen in. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, this is Bill Ringel, host of My Quest for the Best, where ambitious small business leaders discover the strategies and tactics to unlock their growth potential. Joining me today is Phoebe Pressler. Phoebe is president of Spark Publications, an independent publishing firm specializing in niche magazines for associations and independently published books by business owners serving a national audience. In 2017, she was named the Woman Business Owner of the Year by the National Association of Women Business Owners, Charlotte Chapter, and the firm was honored as the 2018 First Generation Family Business of the Year by the Charlotte Business Journal. She's here to talk to us about her book, the fabulous F-words of business ownership, redefining choice words to fuel your small business. Welcome, Fabi. Hi, Bill. It's great to be on. Hey, it's great to be with you. Tell me, when you were growing up, who's someone who influenced or inspired you? I realized recently that one of my biggest influences was actually my father. And he was an entrepreneur by heart, and he was very creative and did all kinds of very creative entrepreneurial ventures. And so I would have to say it's my dad, and I, I really discovered that in a very unique way. Tell me more about that. How did you just, did you reflect on that? Did some incident remind you of how much he modeled that for you? Well, um, after writing my book, uh, The Fabulous F-Words, I mean, it really took me through a journey of how I got to where I am in my business and also reflecting back on my personal life. So I came to Charlotte when I was 17. I, I moved away from home. We had a great independent farm that we lived on. It was organic, self-sufficient. My father, you know, ran that. My parents did. And he became a chef and wanted to have his own restaurant. But he didn't have all that fabulous business knowledge that, you know, we're constantly told we need to have. <laughs> and unfortunately, we lost that restaurant, which made us lose our home. And we had to move in with another family in a different state. And so that started this very independent journey for me. I moved to Charlotte at 17 and started my life. And that was that very independent journey. And in writing this book and sharing it with people, I've got you know, all these stories of things that I've accomplished. And recently someone asked me, it's like, where did you find the courage to do all these things? And, and how, how, could, how can anybody just do that? And in reflecting on that, I realized that it was actually my parents. And through this long journey that I've had, I never gave them credit because I had this, you know, this teenage angst still thing that was still lingering about, I'm going to do this on my own. So I really realized that you know, it was their creativity, their level of sustainability, their constant courage to move forward that actually instilled all those great, great characteristics in me. That's terrific. What a nice gift. It really was. It really was. That was, that was what I call the golden gift of this book, Back to Myself. 
it's interesting. Whenever we embark on projects, there are often unanticipated benefits that come out of doing just about any project, whether it's developing new skills, new relationships, or new insights, just like you've shared. And I think the more authentic and the more deep and real that that we are with that, I think those gifts are even more golden and just more and more important. Could you describe what inspires or guides the direction of your work today? Oh, I love having these amazing clients and people that come into our business and my circle that have great stories to tell. And those stories are just stories that can really impact and build platforms for other people. So I'm inspired by the success of the people that I get to work with. Tell me more about that. I understand the impact part. What do you mean by building a platform? How do stories help build a platform? Can you give me an example? When you have someone that has had great life experience or learned great knowledge, and they have those stories, but the building of the platform comes when they are able to start establishing a tribe, an audience, and they are able to stand in front of or to share information through books or through their programs. And that's the platform that they're building in order to share that knowledge, in order to impact those around them. So that's what I call building a platform. It's it's taking what you know and being able to put it out there in a much bigger, better way. And who's an example of one of the entrepreneurs or business owners you've worked with who's used a book to build a platform? We had started working with um, a woman who was a mom and a writer, and she had just decided to start riding motorcycles and learn how to do that on her own, and then decided that she was going to go on a cross-country trip by herself in order to, at that point, help raise awareness for breast cancer. And in doing that, she started building a platform of people that wanted to see the power of what an independent woman going out there and going cross country on a motorcycle could do. So she started off her journey as a mom at home riding and ended up within less than less than 18 months being able to be on stage at major universities doing icebreakers for conferences and then later was invited to one of the largest breast cancer conferences in the country to be their celebrity keynote speaker. What's the woman's name? I'm going to tell you really quickly about Tamala Rich and the book she wrote, Live Full Throttle, Life Lessons from Friends Who Faced Cancer. We had nominated the book for national marketing awards and independent book publishing awards, and that book helped her get more attention nationally which got her the attention in order to be able to speak at some of these universities and to be able to continue building that platform. So she took great courage in putting herself out there, but then packaged that courage into the book and just created something that was beautiful, that was entertaining, that was heartfelt, and as well as educational. So yes, that that book was part of that amazing journey and platform that she built. So one of the things that I, I think that needs to be highlighted is one of the things that differentiates Spark Publications from other independent publishing places is the amount of work and care that you do in helping business owners not just get their book published, but to actually make it a successful platform. How did you come to understand that that's one of the things that would help differentiate and and set Spark um, ahead of its competition? 
because everybody thinks they can just put information out there and you can you can just put information out there but what we were realizing is that it needed to stand apart it needed to be able to speak more directly to the audiences that it was speaking to so in order to do that you need to be able to have a really good marketable book so when someone sees a cover of a book, it's almost like it's talking directly to them. So, you know, the whole adage, you know, is the book what actually gets your attention? Absolutely. And so you do judge a book by the cover and our audiences are attracted by these covers. And then when they open it up, it functions the way that they need it to, you know, are they needing it as a workbook? Are they needing it as a guide? So we really work directly to make the marketability of that book just a beautiful representation of what that niche audience needs. And so therefore, they're not mass market books. They could become that way, but that's not our goal. And that's not what we work with our clients to. We work with them to get to the point of break even and get to the point of making sure that their goals are reached. And I, I'm sure I'm not revealing any secrets here by saying that when people want to publish books, especially business owners, the book itself isn't the moneymaker as part of the business plan. The book is not at all, right? not at all. And actually, when we have clients that come in and say, we want to be, you know, we want to make a million bucks on our book, or we want to just be a national bestseller, then I let them know that that's not the focus that we have on our books. And so if that's their direct mindset, then immediately we know that that's probably not going to be someone that's going to go in and pour their soul into the books to make sure that their content resonates with their audience and, to, and that they're not going to want to take the time to make sure that that cover is speaking directly with them as well. So you're right. It's got to be part of a bigger plan. <laughs> and, and again, I'm just going to underscore that for all our listeners because Business owners, have, you have to recognize that in order to use a book to build a platform, the first requirement is that the book has to be really, really good. That's what's going to help you build that establish and establish that initial rapport, awareness, and positioning as an authority in the market that you're looking to, to bridge. Would you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And who's someone who may have come to you who wasn't quite clear on that, but you were able to help them see the longer range picture of how their book would help serve their business. Do you have an example of someone who we can talk about? Holly, she's a, a recent book that we've published for her and she didn't think she even needed a book, but she had a great, great story about having said yes when she should have said no to a particular a particular situation in business. And unfortunately, that ended her up in prison, in federal prison. And there were a lot of things involved with that. And she just had to realize that this was the beginning of a very long journey of success for her. And she is now a freedom speaker. And she's able to talk about these amazing, amazing projects and processes that she's gone through. But when we first started, she's like, I, I don't have anything I can say. I just have a story about, you know, going through this process. And I have a story about how I got there. And so there's so many things in that that just helped her build her platform, but very slowly. 
And so we went through this, and of course, like anybody else, it's kind of kicking and screaming about, you know, wanting to reveal parts of their lives in order to make it stronger. She now has just landed a full-year contract being able to share her story across the country. So she has just rebuilt and reestablished her life just by being able to document the story, creating a beautiful cover about her journey. And she got sponsored to speak across the country. What organization was able to make that commitment to her and bring her to their audience? Because that's what I'm sure is happening. They're looking to help have her share her message, um, help people raise awareness, and also give them courage and encouragement on their journeys. It was a financial institution. Okay, great. And so contracts are still being worked out. So, but yeah, she just I landed that last week. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Well, as business owners who are would-be authors who are interested in developing a book to help build their own platform come to you, what are some of the things that they need to keep in mind? You know, two or three tips that help them understand that this is a journey, it's a process, it's not an instant overnight success to help them assess whether they're ready to begin this process or how to get ready to begin this process? Well, the first thing is to be clear on the audience that you are wanting to speak to, the audience that you're wanting to engage. And the other thing is to be clear on the message that you're wanting to share with them. And so we go through that initial strategy session of making sure that those two very critical things are are in place or that you're clear on them. And the other thing is, is what does this audience want? from you and from your book. So sometimes you think you have a great message and sometimes you think you have a a good audience to speak to, but you're not really clear what they would want from you. And if that's not put out there and if that's not clarified, then it makes the struggle pretty hard. And how would uh, someone who's a business owner who thinks, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of business owners who have great ideas, great experiences, and their stories are very entertaining and inspiring to themselves and their friends. How do they know whether they have a book? Is there a way to figure that out that's not just on their own in order to test either with others or maybe to get some assistance from that, from, you know, people who have experienced like, you know, you or your staff? Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely test market, you know, go ahead. And we we establish peer review groups for, for our authors. We actually get them heavily involved in that and then really kind of push their boundaries into, you know, really working towards what is it that their audience is going to need from the book? You know, if somebody doesn't need to learn what you've got to put out there, if it's not something that somebody's waiting for, it's going to make it really difficult. But yeah, just, I mean, it's through conversation, it's through doing some test marketing, it's through some of the peer review that we find out kind of some critical information about what the audience wants or doesn't want from what the author's just written. We get a lot of emails. So we get emails um, through different speaking opportunities that I've had or different conferences that I'm at, and they send emails. And then the next step that I do is give them the opportunity to go to sparkpublications.com backslash books. And we have a great introductory video there. It's 30 minutes and it goes right into the opportunities that custom publishing and independent publishing provide for an author. And then we also give them, you know, the basis that, you know, that pricing starts about $6,000. And so someone that thinks they can do a book for $1,200, then it's not going to be someone that is, you know, with the same focus as what we're looking for to be able to help them make that book successful. It's a great educational piece to just really find out 
if this is the direction that you want to go. And there are a lot of different ways to do it, but we really focus on the success of the book and the success of the goal that the client has for the book. And I think that's one of the things that you're demonstrating right now is you're really clear on your audience, you're really clear on how you can help them, and you're really clear on what resources are needed to complete the journey. <laughs> Don't Absolutely. show up trying to climb Mount Everest with just a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't work. <laughs> that will not work. <laughs> so, baby, you actually took your own process in writing a book. What was the, what inspired you to say, it's time to get my own story out? And what was that process like having done this so many times for others? Not as easy as you would think. <laughs> but my process was is that I knew that I had gone through quite a few failed attempts at making things happen in my business. I did things the hard way. And after like one of the next big face punch, you know, storms that we had. And it was just as I was coming through it, I thought, this is all way too much for me to just hold on for myself. It's one of those things that, you know, when you look at things from a spiritual standpoint, that it was like, I could not have gone through this just to keep all this great knowledge all to myself. So it was just time to start maybe jotting some things down and, and sharing the story with other people. And then what, like a couple days later, then I'm like waking up at two o'clock in the morning and I have this whole download of a table of contents and what I need to do with the book. And it was like, I could not sleep until I got up and wrote all this down. And then it was time to start putting this book together. And I wasn't real happy about it. I just not, I'm not a writer, <laughs> you know, by trade, I was a graphic designer, you know, 30 years ago. And I've built a great company around that. So writing is not what I do. I have great writers. So this was definitely a, a very deep process for me. The first two rounds of this manuscript were basically kind of like journal-like brain dumps. And then by the third time, you know, my editor's like eating aspirin <laughs> because I'm, again, not a great writer, but I knew that to go through the process, I really needed to work with a structural editor which is what we did, and really organized the book and, and worked to get the stories not into these emotional spews, but into very valuable information for an audience of small business owners. So one of the things that I think is interesting, when this book first came to you, what were some of the first entries you made about the fabulous F-words? Did, was the title something and the idea something that came to you that first night or morning at 2 a.m.? Yeah, actually, I thought, well, you know, I came into this world as an F word. My parents were French. They named me Fabienne. I changed my name to Fabie as we moved through the South because all of a sudden I was Fabienne and that was just not what I wanted. <laughs> and so everything started revolving around Fs. And I thought, wow, you know, we're looking for impactful titles and what if this was the fabulous f-words of business ownership because everything that i'm going through right now can be described with a good f-word whether it is about foundations or framing or foresights or fear or fog they are all f-words so then i became obsessed with finding fabulous f-words for everything and i had way too many of them and we had to scale them all back down into 21 chapters and so we came up with 21 of the juicy F words that could really take a lot of those business lessons and put them together. 
one of the ones I think that is rather surprising was the one on fog. Can you talk about how that came about? That came about, that was one of those chapters where you, you kind of learn through it. So I'm writing it and all of a sudden I'm realizing that fog is just that blanket of overwhelm that's caused by a lack of knowledge or outright fear. And as I'm writing about fog, just more and more is coming out and realizing that I was in a fog a lot of the time. And that's what actually caused some of the failures that I ran into. I mean, the whole thing about fog is that, you know, your brain actually filters out things that you don't want to deal with. And fog helps you not have to deal with it. It's just a fabulous thing. But then all of a sudden you realize that it's just filtered out all this, all the reality, the current reality. And what you're left with is just things that overwhelm, you know, those really long to-do lists and all the things that you don't want to do or find too hard to do stay on that list. And you end up, you know, putting out fires and doing all the things that really have to be done that day. But you stop doing the things that make your business go forward. And that's what that was what led me to one of the biggest, you know, failures that I had recently. And so the more I talk about that, and the more honest I am, I'm finding that more and more business owners are like, Oh, my gosh, I'm in a fog. I didn't even know it. And in the book, I talk a couple, give a couple examples about how to recognize some of the fog. You know, one of it is that long to-do list. The other is what do your desk and counter space look like? You know, for me, as the more those things are piled up and things are just not going away, then I'm finding that, you know, that's kind of one of those little flags for me is just that sheer mess around me. And it's just I'm not thinking or seeing clearly. And let's use that as a transition for the lightning round. Are you ready to answer the, my quest for the best lightning round questions? All right, let's give it a whirl. <laughs> so as you think of how you start each day, what are some of the key components, not all of them, but a few of the key components of your routine for daily success? One of the things that I make sure in the morning is just really getting into that point of quieting my brain. I have a very active sleep, whatever, you know, I, I dream a lot. I think through things a lot. I, you know, my brain doesn't stop. And so, you know, whether you want to call it meditation or sitting in silence, that is my most critical, critical gift to myself each morning to do that. And then, you know, I have my husband and I have a, you know, a power smoothie together. And then we usually find something to laugh about because he and I work together. We've been married for 32 years and it takes a lot of laughter to keep all that going. What would you say is the, the book that you've given the most as a gift in the last year? Hmm, the book I've given the most in the last, well, in the last year, actually, in the past three months, I've probably given away a um, hundred of the fabulous efforts of business ownership to people that I know that really could use a boost in their business, also to mastermind groups and to, to friends and to media to, to make things keep going for this, this new platform and process that I'm building. What do you think is the most important habit, routine, or belief that you've stopped in the last year that's brought you the most pleasure or personal satisfaction? Oh, doing things that I don't want to do. I, I really have stopped going to events or taking on committees or anything that don't either fuel me with joy, fuel my business, or bring money into my business. They have to meet one of those three criteria. And that's great to get clarity on that for sure. Yeah. It's a time saver. <laughs> yeah. 
Phoebe, what's the biggest misconception about business growth that you've encountered while writing the book? One of the biggest stumps that I ran into was on fulfillment. I had believed, and most people that I talked to believe that fulfillment was like that end journey of your business ownership. And really what I've realized is that that's what's in the daily process is really being fulfilled with the basics of what we do in business and doing the things that really bring power and fuel into the business. So I'm going to say fulfillment. Give me an example of something that gives you power and or fuel. Sitting down with a strategy client and realizing that we are getting ready to just light their path with that great knowledge that they have to a group of people that are really, really needing and wanting to hear their message. And then seeing it succeed beyond beyond what we thought. That fuels me like crazy. I definitely can relate to that. And Fabi, you've been incredibly generous with sharing parts of your life that didn't come out of the fabulous F words, but really give some great context for readers of the book and for people who are interested in working with you. You've shared with us how you, you know, reflecting back, you got, went back and recovered strength and courage from some of the early lessons your parents shared with you. Uh, you, you talked about how running your boutique firm allows you to really be distinctive and help people focus on what it is they're going to do with their book beyond just publishing it, but to use it as a business platform. You've talked about uh, Holly and how she made a, a, a choice in her business that led to prison and then came out of that experience and wrote a book that she wants to share with others to help inspire them and help them avoid maybe some of the mistakes that they made. And you, know, you, you talked about the importance of fog which is something that every business owner can relate to and, and encounters and how important it is to not let that fog filter out, obscure, or blot out important aspects of the business that need to be dealt with that might not be comfortable. For all those reasons and so much more, Fabi, I thank you so much for joining me on my quest for the best. It was a pleasure to be here. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, it's at fabipressler.com, F-A-B-I-P-R-E-S-L-A-R.com. Thank you. And what parting words would you like to share with our listeners? Just take the time for deep self-reflection. It's going to help fuel you. It's going to help you know better how to take next steps in your business. And everything you do for yourself personally just really adds to that business growth and helps you gain clarity on what you can do for your clients and how you can build their businesses as well. I'm going to close by saying fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> fabulous. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Hi, this is Bill. Before you go, I just want to ask you a quick favor. If you've enjoyed this interview on My Quest for the Best, I'd love it if you'd go to iTunes, look up My Quest for the Best, and subscribe. I want to make sure you don't miss the very next episode we have coming up. We've got a lineup of terrific guests, and I know that if you enjoyed this one, you'll like what you find coming up soon. Also, feel free to give it a comment, a like, because we work hard to put these interviews together, and I appreciate making sure that we're reaching you and serving you in the, the best way possible. I look forward to reading your comments and catch you on the next interview. Thanks so much.